Now, when Kenyans went to the polls last March, they elected a new president, Uhuru Kenyatta. He's a son of Kenya's founding president. He's also one of the country's wealthiest people. And he's also under indictment by the International Criminal Court. Kenyatta stands accused of crimes against humanity, including organizing and funding the murder and displacement of thousands of his opponents after Kenya's 2007 election. His case is set to be heard in The Hague in July. But now that Kenyatta is president, some witnesses are quietly withdrawing their testimony. Kenyan Mina Kiai is U.N. Special Rapporteur on the right to freedom of peaceful assembly. He says trying Kenyatta's case now before the International Criminal Court is a thorny proposition. It's one thing to give evidence against a politician and another thing to give evidence against the president of your country. So even if you are safe and out of the country, the fact is you still have siblings and parents and relatives still in the country. And, and there is a, a rational fear, to be honest, that, that you worry about them. Do you have a sense of how a sitting president, Uhuru Kenyatta, would actually give testimony to a court in The Hague? I have absolutely no clue. And I think one, it's one of the interesting things when you, when you look at the Rome Statute, the law that creates the International Criminal Court. I think, you know, there is this place where it allows for indictees and people who are accused to be free on their own recognition that they will cooperate with the court. Now, it, I find that interesting because it, there's no jurisdiction in the whole world, anywhere at all, where anybody accused of killing two, three, four, five people is allowed to go free and, until they come to court. And at any rate, crimes against humanity are really the highest crimes in the world. And people who are charged with them, if within the context especially of a situation where the country itself is unable or unwilling to deal and handle that accountability, means that they're very powerful people. So letting them go scot-free and, and the only condition is that they appear before the court when it sits, it seems a bit interesting and a bit strange, to be honest. And I think it, of course, will lead to these questions of interference. Of course, it will lead to questions of intimidation because in the context, for example, of, of the United States, it's like accusing a, a mafia don and then telling them you can come to court anytime you want to. It's incredible. Hmm. Why does this case matter? For Kenya, it, it really is the very, very first time we have seen people who are powerful, people who are popular even, being taken head on to answer charges of crimes against humanity or any other charge of that matter. This country has had a history where if you're rich, you will almost certainly always get away with it. So for the first time, we're seeing big shots, what we call the big fish in this country, being taken on. That in itself is fundamental. Secondly, it's this case is important because of the messaging it, it, it presents. Kenya is the only case in the International Criminal Court that's not directly linked to a fully-fledged civil war that's going on. It was election-related violence and violence that went out of hand. And basically the international community, the International Criminal Court, and in fact the Kenyan parliament and government itself said they were willing to have these people held accountable. Mm. Now, there are beginnings of moves to turn back from accountability. So this is a struggle that we are engaged in to force and have accountability. For us, it's important. It was amazing to see these powerful people live on our televisions, on the stand, if you wish, you know, and, and sitting there accused. It never happened before. We never see this. We never know it. So it's a good first step. It's not enough. It is not enough by any means. And for many of us, the issue is that we hope that this case goes on and goes on properly. Whatever decision the court takes, the judges take, is fine. You know, what's important is the messaging that's taken on, that even if you're powerful, even if you're rich, even if you're the president, even if you're a powerful politician, you can be held accountable, or at least efforts can be made to hold you accountable. That's significant. 
Maina Kiai, former chairman of the Kenyan National Commission on Human Rights. He's also the director of Inform Action, a grassroots organization. Maina, thanks so much. Thank you very much.